the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In the house with you on this Monday edition of Lifeline, January 30th, 2023. Glad to just be with you on this. I would say probably a very nice day, a little bit nippy, but a very, very, very nice Monday edition of Lifeline. Woo! One triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Looking for callers who have never called before. Looking for conversations from those of you who are really interested in knowing why do we do what we do on this program? Why do we say what we say? Why do we continue down the pathway we do when most people don't want to? For those of us who are on the right side of history. We don't care what people say. We love Jesus anyway. We don't care what people say. We love Jesus anyway. And today I want you to remember the name Jordan Tristan Walker. Jordan Tristan Walker. His name will go down in infamy, at least for those who run the cabal called Pfizer uh, Pharmaceuticals. Jordan Tristan Walker. Now, before we get to Jordan, and it's going to be a number of things we talk about, I just want to press home the fact that uh, there's an old axiom that goes kind of like this. Loose lips do what? Loose lips do exactly what? Now, don't ever find yourself full of a matter, a subject matter that's supposed to be top secret, nobody on the planet supposed to know. (laughs) Don't ever find yourself full of the matter. Top secret. I mean, the kind of stuff where you have to have a PDA, you know what a PDA is, right? That's what they force every slave working for Pfizer, pharmaceuticals, Moderna, and all of them, AstraZeneca. The PDA, think about what a PDA is. It's, It's actually a gag order on your mouth. That means what goes on behind these doors, you don't get to tell nobody. But the Lord Jesus told us in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, 27 through 28, what I tell you in secret, make known publicly. What you hear in the ear, in the dark, make it plain on the rooftop. And what he was saying is, when it comes to telling the truth and setting people free, do not ever fear them that can kill the body, but fear him rather that can kill both body and soul and hell. And so when you have men and women who are devoted to telling the truth, even though you have the government, you have the media, you have all kinds of social institutions, 
declaring war on you through propaganda and through lies and through falsehood and through threats and through punishments to try to stop you from getting to the American people, to the people of the world. The Lord Jesus and God Almighty tells you and me that our job is to be committed to the truth claims that bring forth liberty and freedom to people to make right choices that are based upon an informed decision. And I've shared this with you before in Deuteronomy chapter, uh, Exodus rather, chapter 23, 1 and 2, you shall not have respect of persons. You shall not Respect the wealthy over the poor. You shall not respect the powerful over the weak. You shall not join the multitude in numbers against those who are in the minority to bear false witness against them, saith the Lord God. Now, what was he saying to his people, Israel, and today to his people, the elect? He's saying that when you have God on your side, you and God are always a majority. It doesn't matter how much money they have, the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that all of these institutions have to fabricate lies, to to propagandize falsehood, to condemn anyone that stands up against them. It doesn't matter how much they have. God says he is a sovereign ruler. And for him, he has control over the hearts of the kings and he turns it whithersoever he pleases. And he's already told you and me these words. He's told us that a little bird can always tell the matter. And what I would ask you is what biblical standard would justify investigative journalism, because I can tell you that's often what we're doing in the society where there's cover up, prevarication, where there's scandal, where there is misrepresentation, where there's falsehood, where there is theft, crime and uh, and harm done to people. You have to be ready to engage in justifiable investigative journalism. That's what Deuteronomy 17 verses 8 through 10 and then Deuteronomy chapter 19, 16 through 18 and several other passages as well that tells us how we are to handle uh, controversies when they come into our world. We are to deal with them according to the law. Be diligent to search the matter out. That's what God told the rulers to do. Now, that is what our Congress is supposed to do. That's what our Senate is supposed to do. That's what uh, the presidential administration is supposed to do. Seek matters out that are in the interest of the American people, not in the interest of the deep state, the cabal, the the longstanding politicians who could not work a functional, normal job if it saved their lives. The role of government is to engage in diligent search to make sure no matter what that subject is, no matter what that prog- project is, no matter what that event is, no matter what that circumstance is, they are to do diligence in knowing what is right and presenting only what is right to the people. I must say to you, men and women, that that has not happened in our country in a long time, especially in the days recently among you and me for the last three years or so. I know many of you could say passed away further back than that. I am simply saying that you and I are dealing today with such a massive, massive scandal on the part of media. Uh, and, And thankfully, again, that Twitter on the part of Elon Musk is allowing so much data to come out on so many people 
that uh, it justifies those of us who have been doing investigative journalism for the last several years and exposing the harm, the pain, the fraud, the perjury and the wickedness of the uh, medical cabal, the institutions that are telling you that there is some kind of pandemic that you need to uh, rush to them as your savior for. We have been warning you about these false flags. We've been warning you about these falsehoods. And now one of their own, Mr. Jordan Tristan Walker, apparently likes to drink. Now, you know, there are some folk who, when they get a tad bit of alcohol in a system, They might as well just give you the key and the doorknob and the double bolt lock because they'll open their mouth and say everything that's in their heart. And Project Veritas, remember that name, ladies and gentlemen, they too will go down in history having exposed so many fraudsters, so many crooks, having uh, infiltrated into companies and and have have gotten uh, audible and audio testimony from individuals who work there, who told the honest goodness truth when an opportunity gave. I mean, Jordan Tristan Walker, working for Pfizer as a director of research and development, strategic operations, get this, of mRNA scientific planning. This guy's a scientist, y'all. Young African-American brother. He was taken You remember I taught you this yesterday, that we're all going to be taken by somebody. Either we're going to be taken by God, we're going to be taken by the devil, we're going to be taken by our sin, we're going to be taken by the serpent, or we're going to be taken in a good sense. This young man was taken by Project Veritas uh, in a very clear drunken scenario. He's at a bar, and most of them are. This is the really unique thing. Project Veritas understands sociology very well. He understands the psyche very well. You get him out of table and you get, give him a few drinks, give him some scotch, give him some volcanoes. Uh, I don't know what y'all call that stuff. Uh, skyrockets, whatever, triple shots of uh, uh, vodka, whatever. I don't know how that goes, but you do. Give him four or five of them shots, and boy, I'll tell you, it'll leak out. Project Veritas undercover journalistic team doing work for the people was able to hear directly out of this young man's mouth exactly what they're doing in Pfizer in terms of manipulating viruses to create vaccines to solve a problem that would never occur if they didn't implement those problems themselves. It's called direct evolution. It's the same thing as gain of function that your good friend, Tony Fauci, has been doing for decades. Obama knew about it. Everybody knew about it, but you and me. And this young man, I mean, he's just pouring it out, pouring it out so fully that when Project Veritas, and they have to do this by right, once they catch you lying, once they get you on camera, they got to then come in with their whole group of cameras. They're all looking at you. They're all telling you now, we got you on camera saying all this. And I, I promise you, if you go to the video, I've already sent it out. If you go and watch it, and I'm going to talk about this when I come back, the young man looked like he was just in a, in a movie. In a, he, could, he, could, he was beside himself as to how taken he was by Project Veritas. And it was largely because he said so much stuff about Pfizer. 
Well, you know what? I got to take a break. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. You know, in our world, we often think that the wicked will always get away, but they won't. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are indeed back. The time is um, five twenty on the Monday edition of Lifeline, January thirtieth, almost February. And uh, we are talking about the brave, noble, uh, virtuous, God-given task of investigative journalism by Project Veritas. And those of you who have been working with me in my exposure of the COVID fraud for over the last two and a half years, I've told you COVID is a uh, cover for what? For control. COVID is a cover for control. Just remember those three C's. COVID, cover, control. CCC. Like CCP. Communist China's Chinese, uh, um, the Communist Chinese Party, CCC is COVID, is a cover for control. And we know it because it's still under EAU here in California. They don't want to drop it because if they drop it, we get to sue the pants of a Pfizer, uh, of a Pfizer. But that might take 20, 30 years of the way that the FDA, CDC and other uh, institutions are giving them so much time to bring out their so-called information to determine what has happened. Although you could go to other independent sources all around the world and they will give you even more accurate records as to the damage that has been done by this jab. <clears throat> Point being, ladies and gentlemen, we just heard an announcement about our economic situation, and we talked about that at that time. Your economic situation and the inflation and all of that that's happening in our nation is a direct consequence of this COVID cover control foolishness shutting down businesses for way too long. It's impossible not to make that correlation. The only reason we would not admit that we're dealing with a global economic crisis that's absolutely phenomenal to the life and harm of many of the much poorer nations around the world is because of a draconian policy that had no basis in science or reality, as I'm going to prove by another article down down the line shortly. But we are suffering because it is designed also to bring us to our knees. And of course, you're going to hear really good economic analysts who would tell you the best way to save, uh, protect, preserve and save your 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 money, your your finances is to put it into gold. That's fine. I don't care what you put it into. What I will warn you about is that they're already planning on really usurping and, and uh, intercepting that kind of evasive mechanism by turning everything into a central banking digital credit system. You need to be fighting against that, like all get up um, as it were. And that is writing your congressman and, 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 and your Congress and letting them know that you do not agree with a plan to uh, put an end to, to uh, our normal fiat system and, and the American dollar, the U.S. dollar, uh, and then go into some kind of digital banking credit system where you don't have access over your money. And if they do that, ultimately, it will prove that you have no control at all over your finances. They can tell you what they want you to do. And of course, that would be um, somewhat similar to that which we've been warned about in the Bible. You cannot buy and sell unless you bow down to this beast system. So you do need to be concerned about it. And so we we tell you up front, like we told you about this, getting back to this Pfizer 
this is a big piece of news. Now, Veritas, Project Veritas has actually exposed this whole COVID thing for now the last two and a half years, three years. We've got some outstanding footage, and many of you guys know that, where they have gone into hospitals, caught people in clinics, exposed the lock, uh, doctors for lying, for harming the people, exposed them for threatening and, and making the old people sick, so much stuff. So much stuff that if we had a real judiciary, a real legal system, people would already be in jail. I was thinking about this as I continue to unpack briefly, Mr. Uh, Jordan Trish Walker, Tristan Walker. Don't ever forget that name. It'll come up after all the smoke is clear because you see, again, um, you can only suppress the truth so long. This is Romans chapter eight, verse uh, Romans uh, one, verse 18. Um, be what God says is because the truth is known in them, even though they suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That's what the sinful man does. That's what your government does. That's what the media does. It unsuccessfully, and that's the imperfect verb form, it is constantly trying to suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That's the nature of this world system. It loves darkness rather than light. Don't you for a moment abandon your biblical worldview that man by nature is deceitful, wicked, desperately wicked, and is inclined to lie to you to get ahead. And don't merely reduce it down to just follow the money. That's too simplistic. It's more than just follow the money. It's just follow your Bible and understand whose team you're on. That's what you need to do. Because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Please understand that. This is not a game. I'm so glad, aren't you? I'm so glad that God inclined my heart to his testimonies and not to covetousness. I'm so glad he gave me this weird desire to simply stand for him and not stand for the wicked one, aren't you? I'm so glad that to be on God's team, if God be for us, who can be against us? I'm somewhat persuaded of that, aren't you? I'm so glad about it. I'm glad to be part of a lineage and tradition of men and women all throughout history who basically said, you know what? Uh-uh. Uh, that big bad monster doesn't scare me. The one that scares me is the true and the living God. He tells me to arise, move, and go. And that's what I'm doing. I'm arising and moving and going. I'm getting out of the bullseye. I'm getting out of the target of the enemy, and I'm standing on God's side. What we're doing is we're praying for Jordan Tristan Walker, this young African-American um, scientist. He, again, was the director of research and development. That means he has his hands all in this mRNA technology. And like I told you, he so eloquently developed what he actually told the person that he was talking to at the bar, please don't tell anybody what I'm saying to you. Now, let me just do a little psychoanalysis of these kinds of things when they occur. This is one of the reasons why you don't necessarily want to be involved in trichanery and, and wickedness, because if you got somebody on your team and they have just a little bit of conscience left under the right circumstance, you know what they're going to do? They're going to find a makeshift priest to confess their sins to. Am I making some sense? You don't ever want to tell somebody something that you don't want anybody else on the planet to know. I don't care who it is, because if they have just a little bit of conscience, if they're not psychopathic, sociopathic, if they're not narcissistic, if they're not um, <clears throat> paralyzed by fear at such a level that they're reprobates, 
see no evil, do no evil, hear no evil. This th Now, this will happen to you if, in fact, you are trapped by institutions. This is the reason this stuff has gotten away with so far, because so many people working in institutions that threaten their jobs, threaten their livelihood, threaten their degrees, threaten their licenses, keep their mouth shut while people are hurt. Because they fear the loss of an income. But Jesus says life does not consist in the abundance of the things a man possesses. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God does a man live. See, but our culture has so long ago abandoned biblical truth. that we're living in a world full of superficial people, carnal people, self-centered people. We're living in a culture of, of existentialists. We're living in a culture of the fleshly, carnal, synthetic man. Not true, organic, spiritual man. Not the man who knows that he needs God. We're living in the culture of people who walk after the flesh, not after the spirit. And frequently what happens is when those who are truth purveyors have conversations with those who are part of the wicked team, those people won't out. I got a feeling that Jordan Tristan Walker, if you watch the presentation, I'll give it to you because they're trying to scrub him right now. In fact, you can't go on to any of those uh, local sites. I, I'm not on them, you know. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. You know how you have your own po uh, personal um, information? You can't find him. It's like they wiped him off the planet. If this is not 1984, I don't know what it is. In fact, guess what Pfizer is saying? Well, we don't even know who Jordan Tristan Walker is. He doesn't work for us. That was a plan. Project Veritas was duped. Nah, I don't think so. And I don't think the American people think so either. But here's the question I'm going to ask you before I go to break. Since we have over and over and over again caught our government line, the FDA, the CDC, Fauci, NIH, Pfizer, they've been sued to the tunes of tens of billions of dollars over the last 40 years. Um, what, what, what would you say is the takeaway from something like this? You get these guys every couple of months telling the truth on what's going on inside the Frankenstein Institutes of uh, Pharmacology. Somebody called it called it pharmacolonialism inside the pharmacolonialistic system of Frankenstein uh, variations and modifications and manipulation of uh, viral strains in order to make money. What, what's the takeaway whenever somebody finds themselves in a position where they're telling the whole world because over 22 million people watched this presentation over the last couple of days. This is why they were scrambling to, to erase this guy from the face of the planet. What's the takeaway? What are you learning now that information is coming out about myocarditis and pericarditis and thrombosis and, and all of the and blood clotting and all of that? Now, what are you learning? one 367 Let's Let's talk about it while we still have a free country. What are you learning from these things? I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 535 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. As I was closing out my opening observation of Jordan Tristan Walker, his name will go down in infamy. Um, my question to you was, given what we know about the lies of our government, the FDA, the CDC, Fauci, 
uh, and the NIH and and many of our institutions, what we have learned from this particular sting, and if you know, I've, I've, I have about 180 people on my email feed that I send out data and information to. We're all pretty much uh, intra-informed with each other. Um, given this particular sting investigation, and, and by the way, the person that actually did the sting was himself an ex-employee of Pfizer. In other words, he was a bad guy that turned good and decided to work for the investigative journalism team in exposing these people. So you see what goes on when when we're when we're pressed down with tribulation. So I, I'll be ethical because I'm a pastor. All right. So I'm going to unpack some ethical um, principles here, axioms here. Under pressure, you find out who are the good people and you find out who the bad people are. Under pressure, you find out who the weak people are. That's not good or bad. That's just what it is. You find out the weak people and you find out the strong people under pressure. It's just like that. Some people are good but weak. And because they're weak, they act bad. Some people are strong but evil. And because they're evil, they act bad. Some people are strong and some people are good. And because they're strong and good, they act good. Did that make some sense to you? Because we, we've been dealing with that for the last two years. We've been dealing with, and you guys know it as well, in your own community, and your own Jesus said it. When the gospel's preached and tribulation sets in, your own brother and sister will sell you out. Your mother and father, your husband and wife, they'll sell you out. And, and, and you know, in, in some cases, it's because they're weak and fearful. And don't embrace the ethic of, I am my brother's keeper. And as a consequence, they're not compelled to tell the truth at a cost. Uh, but some of us are, for whatever reason, that is the case. I, I I like the way Jordan Peterson put it. He says, you have a choice. You can fear what happens when evil rules, or you can fear what happens when God rules. Another way that he put it in a much more psychological way is a lot of people, a lot of times people fear bad things and therefore they don't do anything about it. But what Jordan Peterson was saying is you ought to fear the worst thing that comes from not doing something about it. A lot of people are guilt ridden over many things in their past that they know they should have stood for the right for, but didn't. And they saw the consequences falling out. Loved ones harm, friends harm. They just kept their mouth. This is what was going on in Hitler's um, genocide of the Jewish people, the Holocaust. Many Jews betrayed their own brethren out of fear. Many good goyim, uh, as some would call it, Gentiles who had Jewish neighbors, they just kept silent as the SS came and took the Jewish people away. Many Jewish uh, people had good Jewish and Gentile friends, of which once the propaganda hit so thickly, so uh, pervasively, so clearly, threateningly, it was just like what we had taking place during this whole COVID thing. The unvaccinated are the problem, and we need to punish them. You guys used to hear that all the time. Put them in jail, isolate them, separate them apart, and and you know sociopaths would say harm them. You heard some entertainers and talk show hosts and even politicians talk about let them die. You heard that. That's because a lot of what's going on is a massive global psychosociological experiment. It's a massive global psychosociological 
sociological experiment. That's what Hitler's genocide was about. It was about a psychosociological under the guise of medical experimentation. They wanted to see how many people could suffer and die and how many people could live and coexist in the midst of that suffering and dying and not say anything. How would people behave in a threatening scenario like a pseudo pandemic when it comes to self-preservation? Would they gather their mores? Would they gather their nerves? Would they gather their senses and say, let's do what God says? First, let's find out if this is the truth that we're being told by our government, whom we were told by the founding fathers never to trust, but to test. The Bible says the same thing. Prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. You never just buy it verbatim. You test it because God says all men are liars. The first thing you do is test it. Well, let's see if we're dealing with a, a real scientific analysis with high plausibility that we're dealing with a deadly, deadly virus. It never was. This was a computer generated model of a pandemic that estimated tens of millions of people dying from the uh, from the virus. It did not happen. Even today, the CDC has to actually renege on its numbers. And many good legal institutions are telling them you need to renege on your numbers because you've been playing a double speak game in terms of people dying with COVID versus people dying from COVID. In other words, you could have went in the hospital with stage four cancer. You know you're about to go out and then they check and they say you've got COVID too. They'll say you died from COVID. Or you were shot 10 times and you certainly are going to die and they tested your blood and said you You had COVID. And so you died of COVID, not the gunshot wounds. This is all a lie. And now the CDC is being held to it. You know what we found out? Only 6% of all those 200, 300,000 people that were said to have died of COVID, which they flashed over your media every day to scare you, put you in a panic. Only 6% was actually of COVID. What that means was that was not a pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. It's funny where you and I are right now, particularly when I'm 62 years old. And I remember hearing the whistleblowers who used to actually be the media. You know, the media used to do what I'm doing, Um, call their uh, congressmen on the carpet, call senators, call politicians, call the president on the carpet, call people who were in uh, positions of uh, power on the carpet. The media used to go around and stick microphones in people's faces and ask them for explanations, holding them accountable. It doesn't do that anymore. That's because you live in communist China slash Pravda Russia. That's where you live now. So you're not getting journalistic news today. And the news that you should be getting is being suppressed. Welcome to totalitarianism. Soft totalitarianism. By the way, you can't have totalitarianism without the top being tyrannical and the people at the bottom being complicit. You want to stop this? Just wake up and start saying no to it. And it stops immediately. Every state that said no, every country that said no, didn't have a pandemic. Not a bug, but not a pandemic. Not every state walked around with two, three uh, double, triple masks on. They just didn't. And things were fine. 
we we've we've been having stats on this for a long time. What was absolutely phenomenal about Jordan Tristan Walker, again, he's a black man. I mean, this young African American male, giddy as all get up. His mouth is just running a thousand miles an hour and he's telling it all. Phenomenal what he's saying. He's saying we cannot tell the public, but we're playing with these viruses because we want to see what the variants look like so we can actually follow the variant. And as soon as the variant occurs in society. Now, how is that variant going to occur in society unless they leak it, which is criminally wrong? How is a variant going to leak? Just like the Wuhan leak. Remember, your media told you, no, this was a natural biological disaster happening from a bat going into a meat market, people eating it and getting the virus. The likelihood of that was so small. It was infinitesimal once they actually realized what kind of viral strain is out there. The smart people knew that this virus was manipulated in a lab. And it was manipulated, having its origins in North Carolina under Fauci several years ago. So to the Chinese, they manipulated and some folks got sick as Dr. Malone, who just chimed in on Jordan Tristan Walker, was saying he was absolutely appalled. He says he was angry and that he was disturbed. Now, Dr. Malone was one of the founding developers of mRNA technology. And by the way, him, as well as your good friend, Bill Gates, particularly Bill Gates. I'm going to talk about him as I talk about uh, Novak Djokovic, who just won his title after having been um, uh, refused to play in the recent tournament last year because he wouldn't take the jab. I'm going to talk about it when we come back. But, you know, Bill Gates is everywhere talking about how it's unfortunate that the vaccine doesn't do what it says it's going to do. Well, yeah, that's true. The only problem here is that Bill Gates put in something like 50 million dollars and ends up uh, selling his stock at the price of about 200 million. He made quite a bit of money before he told you that this thing didn't work. And as Dr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. put it. We get food every time. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I'm waiting for your call. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are back. The time is five fifty in this segment. Again, if you want to chat, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Um, I talked about Novak Djokovic. He's a tennis player. You may not know him, but uh, he was one of a few outstanding megastar athletes that uh, bowed out of the jab last year, you know, and the vicious media tried to tear him apart. But you need to know this about Novak Djokovic. He's a man of faith. Um, he's not as solid on the gospel as he should be, but he's a man of faith. And when you really are committed to a principle of faith and grace in God, and I've seen this across the spectrum with most of them, particularly if you're biblically informed, guess what you have? You have a fundamental aversion to somebody telling you to do something or else. And that was Djokovic. He eloquently told them last year, no, I'm not taking your vaccine. I'm not taking your jab. I'm healthy and uh, I'll just deal with 
the virus as it comes. Now, everybody should have had a right to do that. No one should have been rejected from that option, particularly when there was never, ever any really, truly informed consent. So they turned him into a pariah. And, you know, the media would ask him questions like, well, you know, are you concerned about your record? Don't you want to be the first man to get 10 grand slams or whatever the case was? And Djokovic said, I don't care anything about a grand slam. My health is far more important than a grand slam. And he already knew that there were harm being done by these jabs. Listen to this. This was I thought this was uncanny. No, here's the title. This is from the Defender Children's Health Defense um, dot org. If you want a really good uh, news source, Children's Health Defense dot org. It says here's the title. A year after being deported, Novak Djokovic makes history winning the Australian Open as Bill Gates looks on. Now, 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 you know, think about that, 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 that optic right there. I'm looking at Bill Gates. He's looking over at Djokovic. He knows Djokovic did not buy his poor product. He knows Djokovic did not cave under the pressure of his eugenics agenda of wiping out a third of the human race. He knows that. But he's still going to be entertained by one of the best and probably is the best tennis player in recent history. One year after he was deported for refusing COVID-19 vaccine, precluding him from playing in the 2022 Australian Open, tennis star Novak Djokovic on Sunday made history when he returned to Australia to win his 10th Australian Open and 22nd Grand Slam title. The, The boy is bad. With Bill Gates in attendance, Djokovic defeated Greece's Stefanos Tsitsipas, becoming becoming only the second player to win a men's Grand Slam competition 10 or more times. He also tied the record held by Rafael Nadal, uh, one of my other um, favorite players. Uh, But Rafael and the rest of them, you know, they got jabbed. So life is sluggish. For a lot of reasons. See, Djokovic watched a lot of tennis players fall down on the ground playing tennis, even in that Australian Open for myocarditis. You didn't see it because your media would never show it to you. But many of us have seen the 700 or so athletes just fall down to the ground after having taken the shot on the field, as was the case with this recent football player, uh, Mr. Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin, uh, and many others, as we have warned. Uh, Following his victory, Djokovic visibly teared up, hiding his face in a towel while sitting on the sidelines awaiting the trophy presentation. Afterwards, he told reporters, of course, when I went into my box, I just think emotionally, I think I just emotionally collapsed there and teared up with especially my mother and my brother when I gave them a hug because up to that moment, I was not allowing myself to, I guess, be distracted with things off the court or whatever was happening in dealing with an injury, things happening off the court, as well as that could have easily been a big disturbance to my focus, to my game. Now, I want to lift that up for a moment and kind of preach to you about assignments. Now, Djokovic won the Grand Slam in spite of all of the stuff that he's going through because he understands focus. <clears throat> great, <clears throat> excuse me, great players know how to focus. When you are committed to an assignment, you know how to focus. He knew that this was going to be 
the big grand slam. He knew that this was going to be a big victory if he didn't get distracted. And how many of us get distracted by all kinds of things? It's so important when you're doing something, how to stay focused, how to diminish things, set them to aside, to the side and actually do the job at hand. And I've been watching Novak Djokovic for just uh, maybe 10 years now, easily, easily the most focused, most well-conditioned athlete on the planet. His game is superb. It's phenomenal. Djokovic had overcome a hamstring injury requiring him to receive 77 therapies a day. He, He has a great diet. He does a lot of things. I mean, his body is phenomenal, just really phenomenal. He also faced a media backlash involving his father, who earlier during the tournament was photographed with a group of fans holding the Russian flag and the Z symbol understood as a sign of support for Russia in its conflict with Ukraine. See, there's another another issue there. Do you know what that is? All of this group thing that goes on, like when you hear the media going, yay for Ukraine, boo for Russia. Uh, you better do your own research because you're being hoodwinked again by the media around really what's going on uh, on that border between Russia and the United Nations agenda to actually take the domain of that area. And I, I hear even Christians constantly just running with the media um, uh, rah-rah uh, news propaganda. And I go, they haven't done the research. They haven't done the research to know that we set that puppet clown up who happens to be the president there who came out of acting, has no political experience whatsoever. But you don't have to when the when most of what's going on in your world is nothing but a um, a propaganda scene. You don't have to know anything. We prop you up in front of a camera. We tell you to act like you're president and we'll do the rest. People have gone over there. Uh, individuals have gone over to Ukraine and have watched and have videoed it. You can get it online. Areas in Ukraine where there's no war going on. They say, hey, where's the war at? Now, there was isolated areas where war activity is taking place, but they were seriously questioning what you were getting in the media because the media knows how to take a camera, hone it in on one area, make it look like everything's being blown up. Now, you know this is the truth. And, uh, You know, you might want to ask why Russia wouldn't want Ukraine to be taken into the United Nations and become part of the United Nations so that their bombs and their planes and their ships and their resources could be plopped down right up against the border of Russia. I mean, I mean, that's just common sense. Anybody that understands something about war realizes we're not going to just let our enemies just sit right on our borders. We wouldn't do that here in America. And then we come to find out, didn't we, that we had something like 13 uh, uh, level three uh, laboratories in Ukraine studying viruses. 13. And Putin summarily destroyed all of those laboratories. So who's telling you the truth? So, you know, I respect Djokovic so much because what he doesn't do is he doesn't allow himself to be corrupted by mainstream media. And here God gave him the grace to win again. He said, you know what? It's just a year. That's all it is. Just one year. I'll hold up one year. Keep the integrity of my body. He watched everybody else get sick. He stayed healthy. 
Um, and he's getting older anyway, so he didn't want to take the chance of what we all know is going on all across sports, entertainment, everywhere. People are getting sick and injured. We all know this. He didn't want to take the chance. Why should he? He only had one more record, one more game to win. So he did it in, in one year. He, he waited one year. Djokovic, known for his success on the tennis court, gained even wider fame for his outspoken stance against mandatory COVID-19 vaccination and for bodily autonomy. In February 2022 interview, a BBC reporter asked Djokovic if he was prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically, because you feel so strongly about the jab. He said, yes, I do. When prodded about why he felt that way, Djokovic stated, because the principles of decision making on my body are more important than any title. Throughout 2022, Djokovic said he was willing to forego other Grand Slam tournaments, such as Wimbledon and the French Open, rather than get vaccinated with COVID-19. Now, see, this is called integrity, ladies and gentlemen, and God honors that. The issue resurfaced following Djokovic's victory on Sunday when tennis legend John McEnroe and sports broadcaster Chris Fowler engaged in a debate live on ESPN over Djokovic's vaccination status in the tournament he missed as a result. Fowler said Djokovic missed tournaments such as the Australian Open in Wimbledon 22 as a part of his choice to be fair, adding he made choices that led to that for some of those things. McEnroe in response said, I think he should have been permitted to play. Now, we all agree with that. He should have been permitted to play. According to Fox News, McEnroe uh, McEnroe previously spoke out in support of Djokovic's stance. This is what we did with Kyrie Irving. This is what we did with that other young African-American player in the NBA. We said they should play. There was no justification for this kind of Hitlerian isolation, turn these guys into pariahs like they're the worst thing on the planet because they weren't vaccinated. And now that we know that it's a lie, The media will not even go back and say we were wrong in that information and we should have never jumped to these kind of uh, conclusions and been discriminatory against people's income and finances. But you see, once they start rolling back, then you got to roll all the way back. That's why Pfizer is not doing it. one 367 I've got three lines open. one 367 I've got three lines open. When we come back, I'll get you, Barbara, on line number two. Three lines open. one 367 We get a chance to talk about it. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are indeed back. The time is 6.07 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. All right. I uh, <clears throat> wet your whistles for an hour with information and, and data. It's uh, it's time to have some conversations with you. However, two lines are open. one triple eight one line one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine let me go to line number two and talk with barbara from san francisco barbara are you there i'm here and thank you so much for taking my call yes talk a little bit about the respirators what's up to those machines that they bought they were running out and putting on those machines and that was killing people the respirator can you talk a little bit about what's going on with that and where are they now yeah, um, you were talking a little bit fast, Barbara. I do know about the respirators. What were you asking about it? <clears throat> what What happened to them, and, and how many people died from those respirators? Because I have a family member that died because they asked them not to put them on that machine. Right. Well, 
that was a tragic, tragic, tragic protocol that at some point we will have a Nuremberg II um, legal reprise against um, the uh, CDC because <clears throat> the CDC made its recommendations, <clears throat> excuse me, and it came down to hospitals across the nation. New Jersey probably was the biggest debacle with most of the people that were on respirators, and they were the older people too, Barbara. And unfortunately, a good portion of them were African Americans. So this takes us down two or three important rabbit holes. Um, and that is to say that um, the respirators, and this has been proven, were only a last resort, which was employed because there was a rejection of alternative methods of dealing with COVID before it reached <clears throat> the um, the respiratory level, the, before it reached what they had had um, called a a very a very critical uh, very critical mass. It's a term that will come up um, shortly, and then I'll remember it. But what what was happening was they could have caught it early before the body went into this kind of <clears throat> storm of what was really ultimately blood clots in the lungs. They thought it was just some kind of viral fluid, but the lungs were becoming uh, blood clot. And so they put them on respirators and the respirator wasn't what was needed. What they needed was blood thinners, as Dr. McCullough plainly said, and others who had actually successfully treated people up to the tune of 80 to 90 percent. This was Dr. McCullough, Dr. Zelensky, who passed away, <clears throat> Dr. Pierre Corey, and, and others said these people never should have had to reach the level of being put on respirators. Basically, respirators, along with um, uh, a, a kind of they were also put in a comatose state. So they were really given a death sentence. And this is going to come out in decades to come. Uh, those people were largely um, they were largely murdered. Because when we discovered that these different repurposed drugs, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and complete uh, systems uh, of, of medical protocols that these good doctors who already knew how to treat this were already employing and people were overcoming it. And even after we um, fired the, uh, the, the um, mayor of... Um, of, of New Jersey because of he had done just such a horrible job. People were still doing res, uh, using respirators because they were rejecting ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and all of these other uh, protocols that were working. This is going to come out to be one of the greatest scandals on the planet. But one more thing to what you're asking, Barbara, that was problematic to me, that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. exposed in one of his presentations, and you can go to uh, the children's health org and watch what is called medical tyranny and medical racism. Uh, Dr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been following Fauci and Gates for decades, how they use medical interventions, basically vaccines on African people in Africa and here in America and the harm and death that it has done has been absolutely atrocious it's undeniable. In fact, Barbara, many parts of Africa rejected the jab. Many parts of Africa rejected the vaccines because they knew what Bill Gates <clears throat> had done to them many decades ago when they were uh, giving the babies these uh, jabs and giving the women these jabs. And the women, the women were becoming sterile 
and the babies were getting sick and all kind of diseases were occurring. And all you have to do is a, a control uh, trial to prove whether a thing is working or not. Give a group of people your poison. Give a, take another group of people that are equal in status uh, and don't give them the poison. And over a period of time, expose them to the natural elements and see who does what. And, and it was evident in the nations that did not take the jab, people did not get anywhere near as sick as people are getting today. By the way, if you don't know it, America suffered the worst of all this so-called COVID stuff. Next was the UK. And we know it was because of the jab. We know that the jab now increased the likelihood of getting COVID, getting it more severely, and then also having side effects from it. So, um, like they did in Nuremberg, uh, Barbara, they hid this information for about 10 to 20 years. And many of the Jewish survivors today are saying that the governments of the world, the global uh, uh, governments of the world waited way too long and way too many of the criminals in uh, Hitler's regime got away. And then finally, when they caught some of them, you know, they made a public trial out of it. And it looked like, you know, we punished them. But in reality, a lot of people got away on this side of eternity. And a lot of people are going to appear to get away. Fauci's going to walk. Birch is going to walk. Collins is going to walk. <clears throat> Several of them are going to walk. But they're going to walk right into the judgment of God. Because That's they right. still got to give an answer to what they did. Even if it looks like they're going to get away with it in this life. Do you have any other questions, my dear sister? No, I just want to thank you for your conversation, and uh, I'll continue to listen to you and support you. God bless. You too, my sister. God bless you too. Um, So absolutely important. I'll put it like this. Um, I'll put it like this. Too many times when a perpetrator, which is a predator, dominates a prey, and the prey gets away, uh, in the animal world, the prey <clears throat> always remembers the predator and never, ever walks up into the arms of the predator and say, take me, do with me what you want. But human beings are stupider than, than goose in a snowstorm. Because when the prey, who are human beings, gets taken by the predator, which are governments and medical institutions and the psychological associations and and big business and big tech. If they should escape, guess what happens the next generation? They do it again. They go right back to the same people that have been harming them from the beginning and let them do it to, a, to them over and over and over again. This is what is so phenomenal to me about black people here in America. They know they have been ripped off over and over and over again by our government. And then Bill Gates wants to say, I'm sorry for what happened to black folk with uh, Tuskegee. And still it's part of the cabal of getting black folks on all these drugs and making them sick and and keeping them on these drugs. And, you know, our black people with all kind of sicknesses. Is undeniably associated with what's going on in the medical industry. We need to wake up. I've got two lines open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Two lines open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I told you the truth. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. 
Indeed, we're back. One line open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One line open, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Let's go to Morgan from Concord on line two. Morgan from Concord, are you there? Can't hear you. So you sorry, you are breaking up. You must be in some bad area. I'm here. Are you there, Pastor Jeff? Yeah, I'm here now. Yes, hi. Um, I just wondered uh, what your opinion of was of uh, the new uh, money cryptocurrency and how you felt about that. I'm kind of wary of it myself. What do you mean the new money cryptocurrency? You Are you talking about... Well, whole- I mean, you know, the relatively new thing that's out there. Uh, of, of and whether one should invest in it. You mean like Bitcoin and all of those groups? Exactly, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, So they're not new. They've been around for a while, and many uh, men in technology, particularly computer technology, have been working on different kind of systems of um, economic independence, autonomy systems that cannot be usurped or controlled by the um, IMF. IMF, the International Monetary uh, Federation, uh, though these kind of cryptocurrency systems are um, noble in their concept, Morgan, noble in their concept, because uh, what we know, <clears throat> like every government has ever existed on the planet, this is what we know. If they can get control of your money, they have control of your life. We know this. We also know that America is part of a larger corporation of a global agenda to uh, to to ultimately uh, put an end to borders and nations and create a one world economic system. This is not what we guess or think. This is what we know. It's already in place. When you have an international monetary uh, federation, when you have an international monetary banking system, when you have the vast majority of the money barons of the world um, working together that creates these different um, what we call federal reserve systems that are all over the world. These are tentacles operating out of a cabal of one larger economic structural system, and they're placed in our countries. And we think the Federal Reserve is part of a federal government system. It's not. It's an it's an economic paradigm, an economic model, an economic cabal for actually creating conditions by which human beings are used to uh, commerce and trade and exchange by virtue of their labor of work receiving a debt note called the dollar. And with that debt note, which is a promissory note, not even really money, it's just that you get to engage in goods and trades as a consequence <clears throat> of your labor. But the vast majority of your money has been in the bank almost all your life. Let me go ahead on and press into that a bit more because I've been talking about this for a while. We have been conditioned for, I don't know, maybe 100 years now in the West to have the vast majority of our money in a bank being controlled by other people, being used for their profit, not ours, because the interest rate that we get on our dollar is completely wiped out by all of the different little goodies that you get in terms of 
the bank's uh, methods of protecting your money, giving you credit for this and that. Your money is being used by them and they're getting interest rate levels in the use of your money in the stock market and around the world at levels that are making them filthy rich. And you and I aren't getting anything out of it but a dollar here, a dollar there. On top of that, you won't meet one person on the street who has $100,000 in the bank. And they can go in the bank today and say, I want my $100,000. And the bank says, sure, Mr. Smith, wait here for a moment. I'll be right back with your $100,000. No bank will give you that $100,000 in any time soon. They will tell you it's going to take a week. It's going to take a month. It's going to take some time. Now, you get to transfer your money from one thing to another, like you can transfer that debt note to a home if you want to purchase a home, but you're not going to see that money. If men and women all together at one time went into their bank everywhere in America, we would be we would be made known quickly and rudely that there is no money in the bank. That these are all numbers games and that. To demand our money, if there's too many of us at one bank demanding our money, in all likelihood, they would have to pay us our money in increments over the course of a year, which means what we've earned when we've turned a check in. This is a whole banking system where we're fundamentally slaves. We don't have control over our own money. Now, it's quite scary too, Morgan, because... I'm discovering more and more as I press into the reality of what's going on in my world that people don't even want to hear this. They don't want to even hear us talking about the fact that you need to really have much more control over the few dollars you have in your bank account than the bank does. But no, what we want is to make sure that just like we want the government and we want the medical industry, we want the banking industry not to lie to us. We want them to be able to give us what we need whenever we want it and, and, and hope that it's there when we ask for it. But largely what we're doing is complying with their system. You'll notice we're putting more money in than getting money out. They're just happy with that. And now all of a sudden you hear our government talking about wanting to go into a digital credit system. And not even asking us about it, not even saying, you know, this is your money, you Americans, and uh, we should be having a conversation with you. What do you think about us translating your money into a digital credit card? So all you got to do is swipe it, albeit it's going to have all kind of conditions under it. If you don't do what we say, you won't be able to get your money on time and we can stop you because I can talk to you about that after the break. People who have uh, ran up against the government have found out quickly the government can shut down every electronic mechanism you have, including your banking account, in a split second. And the next thing you know, you don't have access to your money. This is where we are now. So the cryptocurrency mechanisms, uh, the systems and concepts that they were trying to employ some 30 years ago up to today, Morgan, was designed to free men and women up from government takeover of our finances so that we can have a handle on our money ourselves. You go into the bank and say, you know, I want $100,000 uh, translated from a dollar into gold coins or silver coins, and you will be investigated. It's your money. They will investigate you. This is why a lot of smart people have been dealing with that over the last uh, several decades, uh, incrementally making sure 
that uh, a good portion of their money is elsewhere other than a bank. We've got a lot to deal with going forward, but we've been told by Orson Welles, we've been told by Aldous Huxley, we've been told by all of the smart seers that we're coming up against a complete control system dominating our lives and fundamentally at the economic level. This is Revelation 13, 16 through 18 as a paradigm. We won't be able to buy or sell if we don't submit to their policies or systems. See, this is where um, if you define yourself as being created in the Imago Day, and freedom is one of the fundamental qualities of your human rights, then you're going to have to fight like hell to maintain your freedom because our beast system cannot function when people act like they're free. It can only function when the prey submits to the predator in hopes that the predator doesn't eat them all at once. And that's where we are in our system. I don't think there's an escape, my dear brother, with the Bitcoin system because we just saw how that the young Jewish brother who was running a Bitcoin system that had engulfed all kind of people went completely bankrupt. And our government is going after him and everyone else to try to make sure they don't have those kind of control mechanisms to isolate themselves from the international market fund. Well, thank you for your call. We got to take another break. When I come back, I'll deal with James and Eddie. Two lines are open, one 888 I am really thinking this one through, too, because I have so much respect for people who love freedom. But freedom without virtue is a curse, so we need virtue. I'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. Indeed, we're back, 634. We got two segments to go. The number is one 367 one Morgan, thank you for that call. Keep listening. We will be shifting at some point to blow the alarm, to blow the trumpet concerning this next move on the part of the globalist, the uh, World Economic Forum, uh, DAVO, or DAVO, if you will, uh, G20, our uh, administration, the Biden administration, along with the um, the Obama administration. Um, we're not quite sure if Trump is in yet. We're going to find out whether he's a rules or the truth in a few months. But uh, there are global interests that are definitely uh, intending on reshaping the economics of this world. And if you don't cooperate, they want to have the ability to cut you off right away. That's why your Bible is so trustworthy when it's properly interpreted. It deals with themes. It deals with paradigms. It deals with models. The Roman Empire did that early in the first century when it mandated that men and women uh, bow down to the uh, emperor worship of uh, these pagan rulers from Vespasian to Titus to Domitian and others 
um, for for many, many centuries. And if they didn't, they would not be able to work. They would be taken from the gills. They would be forced to be ostracized. They would sometimes be put in prison. And they were given marks on their hands and on their foreheads and on their backs as a symbol of slavery. Our bodies are always what the enemy wants because our bodies are the only thing that can express any kind of purpose in this world, whether it's for good or for evil. And so we're dealing with that today. It was, again, in the Hitlerian era. The Jews right now will tell you that there were marks put on them. They have the numbers on their arms to show it. They were slaves, temporary slaves to a maniacal, demonic, um, totalitarian system. And they're doing it today. They're doing it right now as we speak. They started with the jab. If you follow that that whole inventory carefully, everyone that's jabbed has a number. It's just the truth of the matter. And they're going to keep jabbing. This mRNA technology is not going anywhere. It's going to continue until it becomes normative in our society. And everybody will have a kind of public health system record via uh, via vaccination. That's the goal. If they can achieve it, if they can bring enough fear and cause people to kowtow to their fear and just realizing the only way you're going to survive is, is if you take the jab and the jab comes with a number and everybody gets a number. That's the goal of the beast. He wants to number you. You're nothing but a number to him. Nothing but a number. Let's go to line number um We'll go to line number three and talk with Eddie from Nevada on line three. Eddie, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. It's been a while, bro. Um, Yes, yes. I love listening to you. Sometimes I can't wait. I got kids to pick up and this and that when I'm on hold. So it's nothing personal when I disappear, but so great to uh, have you going. I hope you go for the next 10 years and uh, I'll find you if they take you off the air. But you are preaching it and... I think we're reading right down the same line, the same thing. And I'm really grateful that you have this platform. And I, again, praise God for that. So what you've been um, up to, man, what what have you been doing, you know, since the last time we were on a run dealing with some of these control factors? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, it's it's probably the uh, it's the uh, third year, right? Right. So, um, um, I decided to read my Bible once a year uh since March 2017, so I'm on round three, reading it through. Got it. Um, I'm grateful for that. Um, and um, uh, I'm watching the community open back up a little bit. There's some mass people around, and um, oh, yes. not too many people are talking about it, but the parents are still getting stoked when they can uh, kind of virtue signal that they're we can't make it to this time because we're getting our vaccinations and all that, and that's just kind of heartbreaking to me. Sure. Um, and um, I, I have I have a theory here, and it's kind of tough because we were censored before, uh, w- you know, bef- before because you can't really talk about this stuff in public unless you're, you know, uh, under the under the thumb of the 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 pharma- pharmacy. Sure. Uh, the the jab. Sure. So What's you your theory? About it. Uh, because it's just kind of underground. You could lose your whole business in one one mention. And and now I'm in a different dilemma because there's the jabs who don't know Christ and they're scared. Yeah. And then there's the jab Christians that I know well. Yeah. And and the problem I have is 
I can't start explaining all the sudden 20% rate of unexplained deaths in the age group 22 to 45. Because if I start bringing this up, I'm going to scare my Christian friends, and I'm going to scare my clients again because they're all boosted to the max. I know. So my, my goal is to probably figure out, you know, through certain lines, what's, what's the homeopathic remedies to kind of thin out the clots that I could – I'm not a doctor or anything, but just to suggest, are you taking your this or that? We're already we're already doing that, Eddie. We're already we've been we've been giving people uh, detox protocols for a long time. <clears throat> I have a whole list of information I could send you if you email me. Uh, people have yes, caught on. Uh, detox does work for some. For some people, it won't work. For some people, it will work because, you know, depending on the fortune that they had, not getting a, a batch of really high uh, mRNA technology. And so when they took the shot, it did not release the multiple millions of, of, uh, of spike proteins that some people unfortunately had to endure. And, uh, and, and obviously because they had to actually test to see whether or not this stuff works, they had to do what are called placebos as well. So some people did get placebo uh, and they've already tested this. They've already proved what batches were more toxic, what batches were more um, um, what were uh, more um, contaminated with adjuvants and things like that. All that information has been out for a long time. And uh, but I, we do have uh, detox information. If you email me at gbchayward at gmail.com, we've got great doctors and institutions out there that are trying to help people heal from this, heal from, you know, pseudo long COVID, heal from the vaccine injuries, etc. cetera. Uh, and it's working for some because, of course, our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made. And in fact, they can overcome almost anything. As Judy Mikovich said, just stop taking the jabs. That's all. Stop taking the jabs and start working on your health because um, it can turn around if there isn't permanent neurological damage, if there isn't permanent permanent, um, vascular damage. There is some major damage, but um, there is a whole litany of testimonies and uh, resources to help people who have been jabbed and injured or just jabbed and they can feel something's not right about themselves and they need to, um, you know, help their immune system recover. There's, there's, there's plenty that can be done. So if you email me again at GBC Hayward at gmail.com, I'll give you that information. That's a great way to also be ready to help your loved ones when their eyes open up to the reality that as Bill Gates plainly said, we know this doesn't work. He sold his stock. He made another hundred million dollars off of it. Then he finally says, we know it doesn't work. We need to do something else. And so the cat's out of the bag. If people want to walk in denial, they can, but we're there to help them if they want to be helped. Listen, thank you for the call, my dear brother, gbchayward at gmail.com. Let me go to line number four before I go to break and talk with James from the Bay. James, are you there? Hey there, PJ. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Good to hear from you. What's your thoughts? I mean, there's so many of them. I'm just trying I'm just trying to uh, get the primary one out that makes the most sense because, to me, without it, you can't go anywhere. I think at the last segment, you were talking about truth and virtue. Yeah. Um, well, to me... Can there be any can there be any freedom without truth? I mean, to me, uh, 
I think he said it in John, you should know the truth and the truth will make you free. Yeah. I mean, I reached the point that there's no truth outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, I get, well, you know, I want to make sure I frame that correctly. I guess the only way you can be guaranteed truth is through the Lord Jesus Christ. I agree. I agree. And since we have a system that's trying to overtake us, we know it's not of God because we belong to God. And as right. long as we know we belong to God, we know who we are and whose we are, that I think we can we can rest in that truth and know that he is going to give us discernment in whatever area or category we need it in. <clears throat> However, we just can't, we have to know the truth. It's just not enough to, let me sure I frame this. Uh, it's just not enough to know the scripture. We have to know how to apply the scripture to our life as it, as you've been doing, as you've been helping us all do, as it relates to, you know, the COVID fiasco, as, as it goes to politics, as it goes to every other area out there where truth is not being, where truth is not being accepted, truth is not being lived, where the lie is being lived out. You said that perfectly. I got to take a hard break. You said it perfectly. You came through. John 831 says that if you are my disciples, you will continue in the truth. That is an ongoing relationship with truth. Truth is aletheia. It means to unveil what's really there. The goal of truth is a discovery of what really is according to God. And that's a continual process of discovery. And biblical truth is to be plopped onto every area of life so we can see those areas of life in light of the truth as God has said it, and then we'll be liberated. That's a long process, my dear brother. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm going to take a break, and then we'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. We are indeed back. We've got about eight minutes on this program before we go to our final caller. Headlines, growing number of doctors say they won't get COVID-19 booster shots. <laughs> they don't care what Newsom is saying about punishing them. In fact, that's going to be overturned shortly because it's, it's just completely unconstitutional. A growing number of doctors say they will not get COVID-19 vaccine boosters, citing a lack of clinical trial evidence. I would say I have taken my last COVID vaccine without RCT level evidence. It will reduce my risk of severe disease, Dr. Totley an infectious disease expert, expert at McGill University wrote Twitter, Dr. Vinay Prasad, somebody I kind of know uh, a little bit more intimately, a professor of uh, epidemiology and biostatistics at the University of California, San Francisco, also said he wouldn't take any additional shots until clinical trial data becomes available. I took at least one dose against my will, he said. It was unethical and scientifically bankrupt. You know, he's one of those brothers, too. Like a lot of them, they've come around now. They were upset with several people who were who came out the gate with the truth. But now they are seeing the folly as well. And uh, they're not doing it. So good for them. Glad they're they're showing up to the battle because the battle is not over with. It will continue. <clears throat> the government is going to be bent, hell bent on seeing whether or not the American people are sheeple that they're fearful, that they're compliant. 
This is what communist China has done. Until people are out in the streets, your government will continue to actually impose policies because they know they have the hearts and the minds of fearful people to do whatever they want, no matter how unscientific it is, how unconstitutional it is, and how wrong it is. Let me go to line two briefly and talk with Tim from Hayward. Tim, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Pastor PJ. Uh, hey, excellent sermon yesterday, but I just wanted to lay, uh, 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 relay uh experience I had when I was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I had to go through training because I was assigned to flight status. So you had to go through the altitude chamber training. And what they did was you sat in this book, this room, and they were able to simulate a rapid depressurization of an aircraft when you're inside at high altitude. And yeah. what they did when they hit the button and dumped all the pressure in that altitude, all of a sudden, it's just this cloud of water vapor that you can't, it's a cloud, literally a cloud. You cannot see the hand inside, you cannot see your hand inside of you, right? right? So fast forward to a few weeks ago when I was thinking about this, when all the propaganda and all the, the narrative came out, it was like, wow. I, I can't believe it. It was unbelievable to me. Right. Everything, the, the, the get the jab, stay home, isolate, socialist distancing, all that. It was like they, they, um, it, they displaced all the truth about it with this narrative and this lie of propaganda. And I hope, I hope I'm making some sense about this. They, um, it was just it was just weird to me at the time, but the light kind of clouded the, the the truth about what you were talking about before the break. It's about the truth. The truth was clouded out. It was just obscured by a lie and a, a propaganda, a false narrative. Is, is I get it. I get it. I, I totally get it. I talked about this, Tim, a, about a year into the COVID scam, and I told everybody we were in the fog of war. I've, I've talked about being in the fog of war, and I recently talked about it too. <clears throat> the fog of war is a strategy of, uh, of, of overloading your emotional senses, your, uh, your, your limbic system, uh, with fear, propaganda on all sides to the point that you, you you go into a fog, you go into a paralysis, you go into a state of of, of in a bit. Um, it's, it's kind of a psychological paralysis. You become vulnerable to external uh, sources telling you what to do. This is all part of psyop. This is what Hitler did. Um, again, if people were to watch the uh, USC Shoah Foundation uh, uh, um, uh, Holocaust survivor presentations on YouTube, they would all tell you when they lied the, to the people to get them to go into the ghettos and from the ghettos to the concentration camps, the propaganda of lies was always telling you something opposite of what really was going on and what really your own instinctive, intuitive 
alarm system was telling you. And then when you finally got off the train into these concentration camps, they blitzed you with horns and noises and rabbit dogs barking and the uh, the soldiers just uh, just screaming at you and, and pushing you down and hitting you with their guns. It was all to discombobulate you and completely paralyze your sense of organizational skills, your your ability to what is called rationale. In your mind, you and I are, are rational creatures. And so we have to try to rationalize what's going on. And when we are not allowed to rationalize, and this is what our, our law enforcement agencies will do when they're trying to catch a criminal, they'll, they'll blast the horns and cut the lights on and just kind of put you in a, uh, a paralysis state uh, to, to control your next move. And this is all military stuff. This has been going on for a long time, and this is where people have been, and some people are still in the fog um, but fortunately, what has happened, as you know, Tim, many people adjusted early on and started fighting the battle in the fog because you can fight in the fog. You just got to pray for night vision. This is what I talked to us about a few weeks ago, that God is called the believer to have night vision. It's the ability to walk by faith in the grid of scriptural truth and to be able to see the invisible hand of God as he controls what's going on, already letting us know no way will we be harmed if we trust him. If we simply trust him, we don't have to worry about it, but that trust will mean that we have to stay within the parameters of obedience. We can't let another voice tell us to go to the left or to the right. We have to hear God's voice. This is what Jesus did with the disciples in John 14, 31, when he said, let us go hence, we must go forward. He took them right into the fog of his suffering. He took them right into the war of the rulers and the centurions coming to take him. He took them right into the war of fatigue and they were fearful and they were troubled. And Jesus said, it's going to be all right. You're going to be scattered, but I'm going to gather you back. I'm telling you before it happens so that you can know that this is from God. And often what you and I are going through is exactly the same thing. And so what we have to do is say, Lord, at what time I am afraid, I will trust you. Give me ears to hear the right voice so that I can move in the right direction and do the best good in the darkness that you often are allowing to test us in. This is why while we are in the light, we need to walk in the light. Because when the darkness comes, the only thing we'll have is the last light that we had. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.